This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. I have with me for part three on Egypt, Pastor Joe Kirkwood. He pastors the Cornerstone Outreach Ministries in Amarillo, Texas. Joe, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. I must not have uh, ruined anything the last two weeks. Hey, on the contrary. You've invited me back, so that's the, a good thing. On the contrary. Uh, <laughs> it's good having a man filled with the Holy Spirit that sees the move of God. I mean, we're all supposed to see God move, but uh, it doesn't happen with every pastor. Yeah, you know, I guess it still surprises me. I don't know. It just seems like people become Christians and they sort of level off and they don't, you know, press in to do the things that the Bible says we can be doing. Yeah, instead of uh, that that rivers of living water becoming bigger and wider into a gusher and a, a, a tremendous waterfall leading into an ocean, it becomes a swamp of decay yeah. and a cesspool. And, a, mm-hmm. and the church needs to open the tap and have the gusher flow again. Yeah, amen. You know, we're all given a measure of faith, but it's like the only way— that you get that small measure that we start with to grow is to operate in faith. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah, we need to continue to chase God. You know, I did three months on the movers and shakers Mm -hmm. of the first Mm -hmm. and second great awakening. And one thing they had in common is they continued to chase God. They were not satisfied. And so Mm -hmm. many people are satisfied today where they're at. Yeah, they're just not. Just like today, I received a phone call. They amputated a a woman's leg. And uh, the family was quite disturbed and everything. And I know it's a bad thing, but I'm having dreams about arms and legs growing out. And I'm just thinking, Lord, could this be the, could this be that next thing where you want this lady to grow a leg? You see, know, see, and and so you understand exactly the potential of, of what we're supposed to be moving in, and so yeah. y- you have that hope and acceleration and excitement for what <laughs> God wants to do, and especially yeah. in what we call quote these last days. Absolutely, and I just look for these opportunities everywhere. I, I can't remember if I shared with you last week. I about just last week, you know, going to the Denny's and there's a deaf guy out front and he was trying to get money for $5 for a motel room and for he and his mother. And I, I, you know, motion, can you read lips? And he said, yeah. And I said, tell you what, I'll give you the $5 if you let me pray for you. Told him that I'd had a lot of deaf people and he agreed. And so out in front of the Denny's this past week, I just put my fingers in his ears, rebuked a deaf and dumb spirit and his ears popped open and he could hear. And then I, he just couldn't. He was stunned and shocked. And there was a guy with me who had just recently come to see. He was stunned and shocked. And I said, "This is normal." Amen. And and I just pulled five dollars out and said, "Here, brother, bless you." I said, "Now, now you don't have to struggle in life. You can hold down a regular job." And he hugged me, you know, total stranger, but he just hugged me, and uh, away he went. But you know, I just I look for these opportunities to see the demonstration of the power of God. This is how we lead people to Christ. This is how we we tell people that Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's not an idol. He can hear and speak, and he has power to heal. And this is the demonstration 
And that's what the Bible says, that God worked with the disciples, confirming the word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And we don't have confirmation of the word happening in most churches today. No, you're, you're exactly right. No wonder people have gotten discouraged. No wonder people are staying home. And, you know, there's no confirmation of the word of God. And as a result, there's not any fear of God. You're right. I've been saying very strongly on radio, on television, social media, etc., that uh, if your pastor doesn't have testimonies, if he only leave, reads a storybook, you know, the Word of God like a storybook, then leave yeah. the church. You need to have testimonies. It needs to be a living mm-hmm. faith. The Word of God mm-hmm. has to come alive. It has mm-hmm. to be what you and I possess and move in, or else they're they're going to a church that is a cesspool. Now, I know some people might say, wow, but that's exactly what it is. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to have a living faith and we're supposed to move with this water of God that gushes and flows and becomes a river. And uh, this is how we're supposed to be moving. Joe? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, pastors get up and preach that we have power over and authority over the enemy, but Most of them have never even cast a demon out, so they really don't have a story to tell you, you know, that we do have that power and authority. Exactly. You know, uh, I did a program this morning with Apostle uh, Don Beasley out of Dixon, Illinois, and uh, he pastors a great church. I've ministered there, and um, uh, he's doing a series. We've done a series now on Christian mythology, going into, again, how in the last 50 years— uh, the Word of God has been polluted with uh, these people, pastors, with with great exposure that have evolutionized the Word of God, polluted the Word of God, distorted mm-hmm. the Word of God, mm-hmm. until the Word of God has changed like Darwin's evolution, and, and even mm-hmm. some have used the word, it's evolving. Well, the Word of God is not evolving. The Word of God is God. And who has the Mm -hmm. audacity to evolve the Word of God to make homosexuality acceptable now? Joe? Yeah, I I tell you, you know, I I know the coming of Christ is is at hand because of the horrendous things that we see going on in churches and the acceptance of, of profane things going on. And churches have become so seeker sensitive that the Holy Spirit had to seek other places to go. Well, that's a very good reality. They've become so seeker sensitive to man that they've yeah. uh, the Holy Spirit now is offended instead of man. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit's had to seek other places to go and to work and to move because the Holy Spirit shut down and grieved. And, and I believe that right at the end of worship services, when the anointing is so strong as a result of worship, because the Bible says that we enthrone him or we create a throne for him and he sits on our praises. In that moment when we're praising, we're worshiping him. That's the moment when the miraculous can happen. But most pastors get up and you know kill it by receiving an offering or they just start preaching the you know, the, the pre-planned message. And to me, for me, that's when I just hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me about different needs that are going on 
you know, like words of knowledge and prophetic words and deliverances. And he just starts saying these things about, you know, this person's here with this condition, that person's here with this condition. And I just call them out. Yes. And then God's already, I mean, we're, we're 90% there faith wise, because all we have to do is respond to the word of knowledge and people get healed. I see more people get healed like that. But those moments in most churches are just squandered because let's just they just want to go into their sermonette yep. and, uh, and and sermons are wonderful. Preaching is wonderful. That that's the media that God has given us, and and that's effective. But it's time that we, you know, Jesus didn't just teach the people; he also demonstrated what he taught, and he healed. He had he was moved with compassion and healed them all, and. Uh, it was that demonstration that he and the father were one that drew people that drew multitudes. Well, that's exactly right. And that's exactly what I was going to say when you started sharing that many times when he was moved with compassion, he did ministry before he spoke and taught. And so Mm -hmm. we need to be so flexible. And this is the key. Are you sensitive to the Holy Spirit? There's times I change the whole order of the service. And like you said, uh, we go right into ministry after worship or we extend the worship and ministry is going on the same time. And so we have to be so flexible. People are supposed to come to church and worship God and allow God to move. But yet uh, many, many times pastors don't allow God to move. As you said, they flat shut him off. Uh, Joe? They shut it down. Yeah, it's true. It's sad. It's grievous to me. And uh, there's a group of, uh, I won't mention their name, but they've done conferences up in the Ohio area for years. And it's predominantly uh, women's conferences, and they're large. They're big conferences. And so that committee was meeting together recently, and one of the ladies said, you know, we've had speakers year after year, and they always come and preach on the glory. They talk on the glory. But we never see any demonstration of the glory. Wow. And the lady said, I don't want mean to be rude, but I'm I'm ready to see the stuff. I'm I'm sick of talking about glory. I'm ready to see glory. And of course, miracles, signs, wonders, deliverance, those are all manifestations of God's glory. And so one of the ladies was there and she said, Well, I just edited this guy's book out of Texas and said, you know. Maybe we should think rethink this whole thing. And so they've revamped it, and it's going to be a men's and women's conference. And anyway, they're inviting me to come in, and that's basically what they're, they want. It's, and, and I said, I said, well, I totally identify with what Paul said. Paul said, I'm not coming with enticing words of wisdom. I'm coming with the demonstration of the power of God. Amen. You know, he went to Ephesus, in which is present-day Turkey. He he, he went to these places, to the Corinthians. He went to these places where they had worshipped other gods. And uh, just like I have in, in places in Africa, well, those gods, that, that, which are demonic spirits, I mean, they have power. They can do stuff. You bet. And, uh, but it's the, it's the power of God that is greater than the power of Satan. And without the demonstration of that, you know, just like Elijah did on top of Mount Carmel when he called fire down from heaven. Let's let the God that answers by fire be God. And I have said over and over, I, I once did a crusade in 
remote area and they had never had a successful crusade and the pastor couldn't even live there because they'd beat him the idol worshipers would beat him but he invited me to come and i said i'll go and it was the lagoon area in uh, west africa where the ocean comes into a big lagoon and uh, it's just it's just terrible idol worship and and it wasn't anything to just see people walking around naked because they're worshiping their god that day and it, by being naked and so we were there, and he said every time he tried, the, the juju idol worshipers would rise up against him. Well, that we cleared a field. We paid some guys. We cleared a field. And that night, sure, all the, the people showed up and everything, but then so did the, the juju idol worshipers, and they were heckling people in the back. And I'm standing backstage, and I said, God, what, what do you want me to do? And God told me to immediately take the microphone and stand on the platform and decree and declare that God, that Jesus was Lord of that village. And then God told me there's a boy here, an eight-year-old boy who's deaf and mute. And the idol worshipers, he's been taken to them numerous times and they can't do anything for him. And so God said, I'm going to heal him tonight so that the people will know. And so I just took the platform, did what he told me, and I said, now God told me there's an eight-year-old boy here who's deaf and mute. Maybe he's in the village. I don't know if he's here tonight. Does anybody know? And, you know, just wait. In a moment, some hands went up, and I said, yes. And they said, the boy, the boy is here. The boy is here. And they brought him. So I brought him on stage and asked uh, with the interpreter. I said, uh, so has this boy been taken to the idol worshiper? And they said, yes. And I said, did they, were they able to help him? No. And I said, how many times did they take? He said, well, he's been probably three times in his life. And I said, tonight you're going to see the power of God is real. And the, the power of Satan, the idol worship, is powerless compared to the great power of God. And I said, you need to choose tonight who you're going to serve. Will you serve the God that can do nothing? Or will you serve the God that's able to do the impossible things. Amen. And I just I just put the challenge out. I laid hands on the boy in front of everybody. His ears popped open and he began talking. Amen. And uh, that night we had a successful crusade and and 80% of those people in that village came to Christ and today we have a church there. <laughs> and uh, in the in the the name comes back to me Kita, Kita Lagoon. Wow. In the Kita Lagoon region. Wow. And uh, so these are the things that my heart is aching to see happen in our churches and pastors. And, and I'm just prodding my pastor friends and things to just, it's like jumping off a cliff. But that's how uh, I call it the pressure cooker of faith. Sometimes the temperature has to get turned up on our comfortability. Uh, and you just have to like jump off that cliff and say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to dare. I'm going to trust you for these miracles. No, that's and, good. That's good. So. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and anyway. gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. What you're hearing is Pastor Joe Kirkwood, uh, Cornerstone Outreach Ministries, Amarillo, Texas. And I just want to just very quickly touch on what he said last week. Now, if you didn't hear last week's message with Pastor Joe, uh, go to my website, www.worldministries.org www.worldministries.org. Click on television, radio, and if you want to watch our programs, push watch, but then uh, radio, push listen, and you can hear last week's interview with 
Pastor Joe Kirkwood. Now, he stated that signs, wonders, and miracles should follow all believers, and he has withdrawals if he sees none for seven to ten days. He said he prayed for a deaf man in front of Denny's as he shared today, and he received his healing. He prayed against cancer tumors on a woman at church. And after leading her to forgive others, all the tumors and cancers disappeared. I mentioned how my office manager had a brain tumor. We prayed for her. Instead of going in for brain surgery after the examination, it had disappeared. Pastor Joe tells us that, again, in fact, you and I prayed right on the air last week. Joe, I had you lead out in prayer for a lady... In my staff in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya, that Uh came down with a brain tumor and was in a coma. And since we prayed and you lit out in prayer, I've been (laughs) notified that uh, she's woken up. Oh, uh, praise God. Amen. And so I'm trying to follow through and say, is the tumor gone? But that's what we prayed (sighs) and that's what we're believing. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, God is real. God is real. God is real. You know, Pastor Joe tells us about Egypt used to be lush and fertile and that the pyramids of of Jesus used to stand in water. He then described the grain silos that Joseph built during the seven years of plenty before the Great Famine. Egyptian history records a 400-fold harvest during the first of the seven years of plenty. After Joseph saw that he needed much more grain storage, he built what archaeologists called the honeycomb, a network of silos 17 miles wide, 21 miles long. So here God gave Joseph supernatural wisdom to build the grain storage network. Now, uh, Egypt and Rome, you mentioned, kept impeccable records that states would love to have today and what they, they study and the great pyramid said to be divinely inspired was built as a treasury Mm -hmm. at the dead center of the magnetic pulses of the earth and the 60 ton stones you said were so precisely cut that a credit card doesn't fit in the cracks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen you are listening to a real God, the God that does miracles, the God that gives direction. You're hearing the testimonies of a living God, of Jesus Christ, uh, how he gave Joseph supernatural revelation and direction. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you've heard testimonies, just a, a few of what Pastor Joe, again, I, I love it that he has withdrawals if he sees none for seven to 10 days. You know, I love that, Joe. I love that. Yeah. I'm preaching tomorrow. I'm so excited because tomorrow all the lost are coming to get food at our outreach center. And I I know there's going to be miracles tomorrow. There's going to be blind or deaf or crippled or, you know, and I was thinking, I haven't had a paralyzed person healed in a few months. So I'm I'm ready for somebody paralyzed to show up and and get healed tomorrow. (laughs) This this is exciting. I want you to give one or two more testimonies. We'll we'll continue with Egypt another time, but give give another couple testimonies. Well, let me just tell you how, you know, people say God works in mysterious ways. I like to say he works in mischievous ways. And, And here's why, because 
we've had this happen over and over. But there was a couple who had, the woman had been diagnosed and given just a few weeks to live. Cancer was all over her body. She had brain cancer. And her husband said, the doctor said there was nothing more they could do. So the husband said to her, what would you like to do? You, you have some weeks to live. And she said, I've never seen the Pacific Ocean. Would you please take me to see the Pacific Ocean? Well, this couple didn't have much money. They had an old beat up car, but the husband said, we'll, we'll do our best. So he loaded her up and starts traveling across the states and they're coming through Texas and they get in the vicinity of our church and the car starts kind of wobbling. And so they pull in, start to pull into our church parking lot, not knowing, you know, what was, and the wheel just fell off their car right in the parking lot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, you know, we came out, we said, you know, we'll help you. And they said, you know, we'll put you up for the night, but we've got a mechanic can look at it and the wheel can be repaired, but it's probably going to be tomorrow. And, and they said, well, do you have food? Well, we're giving away food tomorrow uh, at our Friday service. And so, we gave them a little something to eat, got them in a hotel. And and so the next day they came to the service. Well, these people had never really been in church much. Sure. And so here we're in church service and all of a sudden these people start getting healed and they start witnessing miracles. And this lady and her husband uh, just, you know, as lost as they can be, don't know the Lord, but they're watching this. And the husband, you know, he's thinking this is something weird or he's, he's has the but that woman was so desperate, and finally she couldn't stand it any longer. She popped to her feet and said, you know, I have a brain, brain tumor, and we didn't know this. We didn't know all this, yes. and, um, and we're just trying to help them out. They didn't tell us what was really going on, and I said, well, you've watched people get healed, and there was a woman that got, had a tumor vanished out of her breast that day. That's what really prompted it, and when the woman checked, it was gone. And so this lady comes forward and tells me this. And I, I just looked at her, said, this is going to be exciting. And she just looked at me funny. And I said, no, no. I said, I said, uh, God's just going to heal you. I just sense it. I know he's going to heal you right now. And she said, he is. And I said, yeah. I said, if you just will believe, don't doubt. So, you know, I just started praying for her. Well, the power of God came on her and she just passed out right in the floor. That's what she called it. Yes, We know what it was, but she's in the floor just kind of shaking, and the husband's very alarmed. He thinks she's had a seizure, you know, because of the brain cancer and everything. And I just, and I told him, I said, no, your wife's fine. Just, just let her. She's being healed right now. And he just stood there with some alarm, and uh, in a little bit, she stopped shaking, and we, we sat her up. And uh, I said, what are you feeling? What do you? She said, it feels like a bunch of little ants running around in my head. And I said, well, the tumors, I said, can you check your body? So she had them in various places. And she said, well, I'd have to go to the bathroom. I said, okay. go to the So she goes to the bathroom and a few minutes later comes in the back door. And, you know, here she's in church. She's not accustomed to being, she doesn't care. She shouts, they're gone, they're gone. And um, the husband turned around. The next thing you know, tears are in both of their eyes she came down and she starts telling, I just checked, the tumors are gone. And I said, how do you feel? She said, I feel wonderful. I, I don't even feel sick anymore. And so we just celebrated. And I said, Ann, we're getting your wheel fixed. And she said, well, 
what should we do now? I said, well, you wanted to see the Pacific Ocean. I think I would go on and go see it, but you're not going to die. You're going to live. Amen. And God, and later got the report back. They sent us a little letter and um, she was totally healed, totally healed. You know, and, but, but made the wheel fall. God caused the wheel to fall off in our parking lot. I'll tell you what, Joe. Yeah, I know exactly why she, yeah, the the wheel fell off. You know, silver and gold mm-hmm. have I none, but such as I have give I thee mm-hmm. in the name yeah. of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And uh, uh, you were used for that miracle right then. That's why it fell yeah. off. And yeah. you you know it. And um, I'll tell you what, our, our time is is over as far as our where we'd normally put a, uh, a closing on, but I'm going to forget the closing, and I want you to pray. Uh, specifically even for those that have tumors right now, that they disappear. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get your healing, I want you to contact us, 360-629-5248, and give us your testimony. Uh, Joe, go ahead and and rebuke tumors and and anything else the Holy Spirit is leading you on right now. Sure. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against tumors, cancers, and people's body who are listening. In the name of Jesus, this is a foreign invasion against the divine order of how God designed our body. Therefore, we stand against that which is of the enemy. And the word of God says, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Therefore, we forbid cancer to prosper in their body. Therefore, if cancer cannot prosper, it begins to go into dying mode and it begins to shrivel and shrink. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we command tumors, cancer cells to begin to shrivel up and to begin to shrink in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now that they are cut off from the blood supply. They cannot, we forbid these rogue cells from feeding off of the body. And we thank you right now that you deliver these people from the plan of the enemy to take their life. We bind every spirit of infirmity and we loose any spirit off of their body, spirits of cancer, spirits that are behind these tumors. We loose that from their body and we forbid them to come back into their body or get near them. And we thank you right now that you deliver people from sicknesses, diseases, and infirmities in the name of Jesus. There's a woman you have a tumor in the right breast up toward the top, up north, near, north, near the shoulder area. And in the name of Jesus, I thank you that that tumor that is in the upper part of that breast, I command that tumor right now to shrivel up, to shrink up, and to be gone in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, when she checks it, the thing is just going down, rapidly going down. And Lord, we just give you praise and honor and glory because we can't heal anybody, but the Jesus in us can do the impossible. And we thank you for Jesus being the the healer. And we appropriate this healing to everyone who is listening, who grabs a hold of it and claims it and receives it and just says, thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and honor for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248, is my phone number. Website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. My guest, Pastor Joe Kirkwood, Cornerstone Outreach Ministries, Amarillo, 
Texas. Tune in next week as I have Pastor Joe back and we will touch on Egypt Part 3. God bless you.